Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, we usually read some praise reports during our, our prayer time, but I thought I would read these couple right here before I start speaking. Um, I, we just like to share these with you so it encourages your faith and, and pumps you up. Uh, last weekend, we had our starting point. That's where uh, we invite people to come and, and learn more about the church and give them an opportunity to start serving and getting plugged in. So we had 11 people go through starting point last week. We got nine people already signed up to start serving. So that, that's an awesome thing. Um, And since we are wrapping up our series that we have been in for the last few weeks, uh, we got this praise report just about the series. So this series, Hearing God, has been such a good reminder that we can hear the voice of God. What I have really loved about it is that I've been able to use it as a tool to help teach my kids to learn how to hear God's voice for themselves. My nine-year-old daughter asked me one morning if what she was hearing was God's voice or the enemy. I asked her if it was a negative thought. She said yes. I told her that the voice of the en- that was the voice of the enemy and not God. I'm really thankful that our pastor is doing this series and is training my entire family on how we can do this in our lives and differentiate between the lies of the enemy and the truth of the word. Well, we, we started a series uh, a few weeks ago just called Hearing God. And I started off the series with this question, is it possible for really natural people like you and me to hear a supernatural God talk to us. And we made the conclusion, not only is it possible, but it's essential that we, as followers of Jesus and believers, that we really understand that we we can and we should hear the voice of God. Because we have to navigate this life, and life is made up of a lot of decisions. And we need to hear God's direction and God's voice to navigate, make the right decisions, and, and uh, I, I think I asked this question, how many believe we can make the right decision every time? It's possible. It's not likely, but it, it's possible, right? And, and, and we have decisions that we have to make about relationships, um, career choices. Uh, should I go to trade school? Should I go to a four-year college? What, what, what should I do? All these choices that life is made up about, um, what we're going to believe, all, all these things are, are choices and we need to hear God because God wants to reveal the answers to us. He promises to lead and to guide us and so we've been talking about can we hear God and we said yes, so we've been talking about how, how do you hear God and we have an advantage as believers that we can actually hear the voice of God. Let, let's go to a text that we've been on in these verses or these few weeks. This is John chapter 10 and Jesus said this, he said, very truly I, I tell you Pharisees, Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but they climb in some other way, they're a thief and they're a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Look at verse 4. When he has brought them out, brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because why? Why? They know his voice. They don't follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. The reason why Jesus shared that illustration with us, because, you know, obviously this is uh, the emphasis of that culture was very agricultural. Um, There were many shepherds, and what the shepherds would do at night, they would have what they called a sheep pen, 
which was a place where the different shepherds would lead their flocks and different flocks would come together. It was a protected area. Um, it had large walls and, and wire and, and, and briars around the top and it had one gate in and out and a shepherd would walk in and call his flock by name and it's amazing, but they would know his name and they would follow him. They would be able to differentiate between which sheep would belong to another sheep. But the Bible says any anything or anyone that came in any other way, they would have to break in, barge in, sneak in, and they wouldn't go through the, the sheep gate. And anyone other than the shepherd would be what? A thief and a robber. If you read on in a few verses, it's a familiar verse in verse 10 where it says, he can, comes to give life and life more abundantly, but the enemy comes to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. It's in the context of this illustration that Jesus is talking. And so it's important for us, as the Bible says, we can know his voice and we follow him. We, we don't, it, it doesn't say we have to learn his voice. It says we know his voice. And, and we've been talking about this over the last few weeks, but it, throughout the Bible, in the New Testament, Jesus compares us to sheep. And there's a few reasons for that. Um, sheep are stubborn animals. And how many know we can get a little stubborn? <clears throat> Look at the person next to you and say, he's absolutely talking to you. Uh, we, can, we, can be, we can be a little stubborn. <clears throat> I saw all the couples. They said that with conviction. <laughs> but we can be stubborn. Uh, we've talked about this, that sheep have very poor eyesight because their eyes are on the side of their, their head and they, have, they don't have good depth perception, but, but they see this way, but they can't see. And it's, it's really uh, um, consistent that you'll see a sheep getting into danger because they, they can't see very well. Um, they sort of have a tendency to just follow the flock. There's story after story where sheep will just, hundreds of them, get into danger, go over a ravine because they just follow each other. Th this is why Jesus said, we need a shepherd and we need to hear his voice because how many know he leads us to good places? He protects us. And so here's what we've said in this, in this series. If you really want to hear God's voice, how many want to hear God's voice? It starts off with just recognizing his voice. Just like if I call my wife up on the phone, she doesn't have to be like, who is this weird guy? She knows my voice because she's familiar with it. We talked about just how to get familiar with God's voice last weekend. We talked about how not only do we need to begin to recognize his voice, but we have to discern his dialogue, which means the word discern means to recognize. The word dialogue means to exchange an opinion. So what that means is you and I have to learn to recognize God's opinion and exchange our opinion for his. And so we're going to wrap up this series this week. Um, make sure you're with us next weekend. We're going to celebrate moms. And then the next week, I'm going to start a really cool series called Havoc. Um, the Bible says, stop tolerating a spirit that's on the earth right now and her children. So we're going to, how many want to know what that's all about? Well, you have to come in a few weeks. Um, so recognize his voice, discern his dialogue. Here we go this morning. We're going to talk about, are you ready? Obeying his instructions. We have to recognize, discern, and obey his instructions. Check out this verse or these verses. This is Psalm 119. It reads this way. You are my satisfaction, Lord. And all that I need. So I'm determined to do everything you say. Did you hear that? Don't raise your hand on this. Don't look around. Just look straight ahead. But how many are determined to do everything that God says? Boy, wouldn't that be refreshing to God if we were just determined to do everything that he said? Verse 58. With all of my heart, I seek your favor. Pour out your grace on me as you promised. When I realize that I'm going astray, I turn back to what? I turn back to obey 
your instructions. That's where the title came from this week. In verse 60 says, I give my all to follow your revelation light. Look at the end of the verse. I will not delay to what? Obey. I will not delay to? Wow. This is a psalm, and in this psalm, David is writing. He's at the end of his life, and he's given He's giving instructions to his son Solomon. He's basically saying, Solomon, following God's principles have done me well. You need to carry that on is basically what what David's saying. The the NIV Bible says it this way, uh, that King David is emphasizing for us to hasten to obey, to hasten to obey. In other words, he's saying, don't put off tomorrow what you should be obeying what? Today. So not only is beginning to recognize God's voice and discern it important, but what goes along with hearing God is, guess what? Obeying what he says to us. It's not just enough to know his voice. It's not just enough to recognize truth. But we also have to begin to be consistent about obeying the instructions that he gives us. Let's read on some more verses. This is James. This is chapter 1, and it says this. Don't merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Look what it says. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but he doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, he forgets what he looks like. So what the Bible is saying is if we don't obey, we'll forget what he told us. Look at verse 25. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom... And they continue in it, and they don't forget what they've heard, but they do it, they will be what? They'll be blessed in what they do. So a key to blessing is, guess what? Obeying. So Jesus is saying to us, don't just make it your goal to listen, but add to listening, obeying. Add to listening, following through with the instructions. Don't just be a listener, but be a, a doer. Actually, the word listen in these verses is a command. God is commanding us to, to become a, a good listener. I'll be honest with you, um, listening is not my strongest thing. A- anyone else ever, does your wife ever said you, you have selective hearing? I hear it like twice a week. You're not listening. Um, but, but it's important that we consistently learn to what? To, to, to listen. Um, not only listen, but do. The word do in this verse actually is the word for poet. And it, it really means find a creative way to do what God's saying to us. Be a creative doer. Be a good listener. And, and, and the word obey here, are you ready for this? Just means that we are ready to comply. We are ready to execute what God has told us to do. Um, Anyone ever good at procrastinating? Like, you ever just have a weekend, you're like, you got this list. You're like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And you get up and like college game day's on. And we got to watch that at least till noon because it doesn't go off till noon. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go out and do some work. Well, then the game of the week is on. And then when it goes off, the Mountaineers are on. And so you go outside for a while and you come back. And then, and then, and then you know, the game of the week's on at night. And so all of a sudden it's two days later and the list grows. Because we're just not ready to comply sometimes. We, we get distracted. And I think sometimes just listening to what God has to say to us, 
we, we, can, we can procrastinate, even though we have great intentions, even, even though uh, you and I want to not just hear God, but we want to obey God. Sometimes we put it off. Sometimes we don't follow through. Sometimes we have the greatest of intentions, but it just doesn't get done sometimes. And here's why. Because sometimes obeying God is challenging. It can just be challenging sometimes. Can we be honest? Following through, obeying those instructions is, is, is can be challenging. So y'all ready to make some points? Here, here's the first light point this weekend. Obedience challenges our comfort. How many like to be comfortable? <clears throat> my wife has this thing, we'll come home from work, and she says, I just want to get my comfy clothes on. That means they're, they're her least sexy clothes. <laughs> they're the biggest sweatpants you've ever seen, and the biggest sweatshirt, and she just likes to lay around and be, not be lazy, don't misunderstand me, but she just likes to be, be comfortable. Be cozy. Those are her cozy clothes. And, and nothing wrong with being a little cozy or a little comfortable. But really what obedience does is it challenges our, our comfort zone. It challenges our comfort. Because the moment you come to Jesus, how many have noticed this? He, he starts remodeling you. He starts changing you. He starts rearranging you. He starts challenging your old thoughts, your old words, your old patterns. And he will not stop till you get to heaven. Why? He's perfecting you. Actually, the Bible word for perfection is maturing. And guess what? There's some stuff that needs changing. Um, the Bible says this, that God's the same yesterday, right now, and tomorrow. He doesn't need to change. You know why? He's God. You need to change. You know why? You're not. So you and I need to change attitudes, thoughts, opinions, beliefs. We need to alter those and change those. And, and that sounds awesome, but it's not comfortable. You know, some of us have had some opinions for years. And just because you've had an opinion for years, it could have been wrong for years. You could have had some thoughts and some beliefs that you had, and they may have been wrong. Wrong thoughts, wrong opinions, wrong decisions. Um, they keep you from living on the level that God wants you to. And we need to hear his instructions and obey those so we can go what? From level to level. And so the Bible says we, we need to have our comfort zone, guess what, challenged. And I know what you're thinking, but God, I've, I've sacrificed this for you. I've sacrificed that for you. Do you know that God would rather have your obedience than your sacrifice? But God, I've done this, and I, I've resisted. I've, but he'd rather have you obey than make sacrifices. He'd rather have you obey. But it does, it challenges this comfort thing because we get familiar with things and we get secure in things and God likes to mess with those things. Anyone ever had God mess with you? He doesn't mess with you just to mess with you. He messes with you to change you, rearrange you, and as I said, go to the next level, go to the next season, go to the next, you can't go to the next level um, with the same opinion that you have on this level. You can't go to the next level without, guess what, obeying. Every time you obey, you go to the next what? Phase or you go to the next level. Look what, look what uh, the book of Mark says. Um, this is uh, chapter 4. Consider carefully the things that you're what? Hearing. If you put to use, if, if you put it to use, you'll be given what? More to wrestle with. You know how many times I've read that verse and I read it this morning and that stood out to me. Um, when you begin to hear God and listen to God and obey God, he'll actually give you what? 
more to what? What? More to wrestle. Let me give you a West Virginia wrestle. He'll give you more to <laughs> wrestle with. I like to think that I practice obeying God, and here's what I know. The more I practice obeying God, he'll give me to what? He'll give me more to wrestle with. But it's a good thing. He said, I'll give you more and more. If you can start obeying God in the little areas, he'll give you a little more to wrestle with with the big areas. I'll tell you how that's good as we go along here. Y'all still with me? Those who have listened will receive what? More. But those who don't hear will forget even the little that they've failed to understand. So what the scripture is very clearly saying is he wants us to listen and hear and obey. And he's going to give us what? More and more to wrestle with. And if you're not going to obey, you're going to forget what he even shared with you anyways. The key is we need to really listen to God, hear God, begin to obey God. Here's why. Because we need to change. We need to change. And sometimes we just like to ignore change or defy change instead of embracing change. Change is good. Look at someone intently and say, change is good. Can I say this to you? Because sometimes the older we get, the less we like to change. But change is actually a sign of maturity. So the more we change, the more mature we're getting. So we should want to change more the older we get. My wife says this all the time, and I'm going to probably, mess, actually it's in my notes. I want to make sure I say it the right way. Um, change equals growth. Healthy things grow. Growing things change. But change brings challenges. I want you to know for God to do what he wants to do throughout the rest of 23, there's some changes you need to have happen. For what God wants to do in your family to go to the next level, your business to go to the next level, uh, guess what? Some change needs to happen in you and me. Change is good. It brings growth. If you're in a healthy place, you will grow. But change is just challenging. It's challenging sometimes to obey because we like our opinions. We like our comfort. But I will tell you, every time you open up the word of God and say, God, change me and grow me, he's going to start altering you and messing with you all for your good. But if we're really going to hear God, guess what? We need to just not recognize his voice and discern his voice. We have to start obeying his voice. Someone said, that's good right there. Here's the second line point. Not only um, does obedience challenge our comfort, obedience calls for faith. It calls for faith. If I'm going to change and trust God to mold me and change, because we got to let go of some old thinking. Let me say it this way. We have to let go of some old stinking thinking that we have held on to that's become a safety net in our life, if we're going to grow and change and go the next level and walk in more of the things of God, be more blessed, be more on fire, be more passionate, be more purposeful, if we're going to walk in those things, it's going to call for somewhat faith. How many want to walk in the next level that God wants you to walk in? Guess what? As you are right now, you can't walk in it. You've got to be what? Altered and changed. And the only way that happens is we got to put some faith to what God's saying and obey him to get us there. How many know it takes some faith to submit to God? How many know it takes some faith to surrender some things? 
Have you ever had that opinion that you held on to or that fear that you held on to and you knew God was saying, let it go. And you're like, you know why? Because it takes some faith to let that go. Because you've had a hold of it for so long. Or you've been doing this thing your way for so long. And God says, you've got to let that thing go. You know, one of the best things, I, I think I heard Pastor Robert Morris say this. And I, I want to share this with you. Have you ever been in a moment or a season and it just feels like God's not talking to me? Can't hear God. Anyone ever been in one of those seasons? Let me give you some great advice if you're in one of those seasons. I heard him say this. He said, if, if, you, if God's just not talking to you, now we know there's spurts where he just, there's some testing to, to follow and hear him. But if it's just, if you're just frustrated because I'm not hearing God, here's, here's, here's why. Here's what you need to do. Go back and obey the last thing he told you. Because sometimes he's not going to tell you something new because you refuse to obey what he told you back there. See, I thought that was really good. You're all like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> If he's not saying, if he's not talking right now, it could be because you didn't obey something back here. And you need to go back and pick it up and obey it, and then you'll start hearing him again. How many obedience is a big deal? Obedience is good. It could keep you from some things. It could get you into some good things. It could keep you from some bad things. Obedience is just a good thing. Sometimes we need to go back to the last thing he said and obey it and then watch God open some doors and do some new things and take you to the next level. Um, how many have ever found yourself in that place? Sometimes I've had to go back and be like, God, the heavens are silent. And I got to go back and say, you know what? I, I didn't obey that thing. I didn't follow through with that thing. And I had to go back and pick that thing up and follow through. And then God started, I started hearing God again. Yeah, there, there, there are these... I, I like putting these little, little things on the screen. I want to put this one up. I know a lot of you take pictures, but these are some areas we really need to secure obedience in. Our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Say, well, where do I learn to obey God? In the things you're thinking, in the things you're saying, and the things you're doing. Because sometimes we just think it's what we're doing, and it's absolutely sometimes we got to learn to obey God in our thoughts. Did you all get that? Man, if you could learn to obey God in your thoughts, begin to surrender your thoughts, because we get real comfortable in our thoughts. And some of you are thinking is stinking, some of you are thinking is wrong, and it needs all. We need to learn to obey God in our thoughts. How many know we need to learn to obey God in our words, too? You can't just say anything. Did y'all hear that? You can't just say anything. It's a snare to your life, the Bible says. I, need, I had to learn to obey God. Have you ever wanted to say something? And you just let it fly. And on the way out, you're like, oh, did it again. <laughs> but there have been times. I think I can speak for all the guys. Ladies, most of the time you do most everything right. But the one time you blow it, it's a big deal. Or a lot of times we don't do a lot of right. But the one time we do the thing right, my wife's like, do you want a trophy? I'm like, yeah, I want everybody to know. <laughs> One out of ten times. It's just the way we're made, right? How many guys are with me? Like, yes. We need to learn to obey in our words. We need to learn to obey in our actions. We get that one. But just obeying God. Look at someone and say, this is good right here. It's going to call for faith. It's going to call for faith for you to let God change your words. You've been talking a certain way. You've been talking negative for 28 years plus. 
And it's not comfortable for God to start saying, you know what, let, let, let me work on the words you're saying. It's so easy to speak natural. I call it like I see them. And there lies the problem. We are calling it like we're seeing it instead of how God said it. It's, it's not real comfortable to let God begin to what? Change our words. Change our actions. Change our, you know why? Because we are, we are creatures of what? Habit. We just, why do you act that way? I've just, what I do. Why? Because it's, it's a habit over and over and over and over. And God says, I want you to obey my instruction. These are three areas that we just need to go to God and say, God, help me with my thoughts. Help me with my words. Help me with my actions. I, and I, I'll make you a guarantee, if you pray that prayer, God's not going to be like, yeah, you're on your own. No, God's going, God is going to embrace that. God's going to begin to, to help you. Right, here, here's here's the, the last life point this morning. So obedience, it, it challenges comfort. It calls for faith. Here's the last one. Obedience creates blessing. Obedience will create blessing. Look at Luke. This is chapter 11. Jesus was saying some things, and as he was, a woman in the crowd yelled out this, Well, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. Imagine Jesus is teaching, and some probably good little old lady says, Well, blessed is the one who gave you birth and and nursed you. Well, what do you think Jesus said to that? Well, look what Jesus said to that. Blessed rather are those who hear the word and obey it. So if you hear and obey, you're more blessed than being related to him. Is what he was telling this lady. You want to know what real blessing is? Is to hear what I say. To hear what my father says and do it. So in the Bible, anytime there's obedience, here's what's attached to obedience. Blessing. It commands the blessing of God. Even if you blow it and you repent and you fix it, it commands the blessing of God. Every time you obey God, it commands the blessing of God. Now, before I read a scripture, um, sometimes God talks to me after my notes, and, and so he was talking to me this morning, so I'm going to divert off the notes and come right back here. Is that good? Yeah. This, is, this is fresh. This was this morning. Um, this isn't on the screen, but listen to, listen to what this says in the book of John. This is Jesus talking. And Jesus said, you are my friends if, everyone say if. if. You're my friends. I mean, pretty cool to be a Jesus friend, right? He says, you're my friends if you do what I command. Now listen to the rest of this. I no longer call you a servant because a servant doesn't know his master's business. But instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I've made it known to you. In other words, if we are obeying God, there's a special friendship attached to that. And God's going to keep revealing more and more and more of what the father has told him. The spirit's going to keep revealing more and more revelation and instructions to you. Why? Not just because you're on the payroll. Not just because you're going to go to heaven, but why? You, you, you're actually tight with Jesus. Why? Because I'm learning to obey him. I'm practicing obeying. It's a different type of relationship, and there's a different type of blessing on that. Now, now I wrote this down this morning. There, there, there are some ways we need to learn to obey. 
And I wrote them down this way. We, we need to learn to be consistent to obey what is plainly written down in Scripture. You, you might want to hear God. God, who do you want me to marry? God, who, what, what career path do you want me to take? God, what do you want me to do in this area? God, what do, you, what, what do you want me to do in that area? Do you know that you can't obey those areas until you have decided to just obey what's written in black and white in the Bible? That's where it starts. You, you can't hear God about who to marry if you're disobeying what's written right here in Scripture. And you can't hear God tell you what to do in this area of, of, of life that's not written down in black and white until we start just obeying what the Scripture says. You will not hear God. You cannot obey Him. But when you start, when you start practicing obeying what the Bible says, you will start practicing hearing Him on things that are outside what's written down. And I thank you for your enthusiasm on it. I get it, but it, it won't work. It, it won't work. Look at someone say that. that. That's good. So we have to just practice why. If the Bible says it, start, start obeying it. If the Bible says, if it gives you instructions in giving, just obey it. If it gives you instructions on forgiveness, just obey it. Learn to obey what's written down, and then you can start to hear God on the things that aren't so absolute, but they're a little more relative in life. Thank you for your enthusiasm. You guys are making me feel great. Um, but that's where it starts, just practicing the Bible. Remember when you, when you first came to Jesus, and you started learning the Word, and you just, you just wanted to do what He said? Where did you start? Well, what's the Bible say? And you start building your life on the truth of the word of God, and you just start obeying it. You start obeying it. And then something else starts to happen. Here's how I wrote it down. Then we get creative in obeying him in the small things that we sense. The small things. Before you can ever do the big things, it starts with what's written in the word. And then you just start obeying him in the small things that you're sensing. That you're sensing from. And that's scriptural. The Bible says, if we're faithful in the little... It leads to what? Much. I'm just going to tell you guys, when I was younger, started just getting passionate about God, um, just started trying to live my life by obeying Scripture. Then, then he started talking to me, uh, just obeying him in, in the little areas, and he, and he still does. And I, and I remember one time when, remember when ATMs first came out? And you would go to an ATM, you'd put your card in, and it would print out a receipt. Did you ever walk up to the ATM machine, and there were, maybe it's still this way, receipts everywhere? There, there used to be a grocery store down um, at the end of, of Route 98, and I went to the ATM. I'm standing there, and I'm looking down, and I'm like, what is wrong with people? There are receipts everywhere. They're laying all over the place. And God says, pick them up. I'm like, they're not mine. <laughs> God said pick them up. You ever debate with God? Like, is this really you? If it's you, you know. And I just like, I heard God say, you want to learn to obey? I'm like, all right. So I'm trying to be discreet. You ever try to be like, cool? And I've been down to start picking them up. And I'm telling you, this wind came out of nowhere. And receipts are blowing all over the parking lot. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So here I am in a parking lot chasing receipts everywhere till I collected all of them. I, I remember it wasn't too long ago I was walking through a store and something fell off the shelf and one of my daughters was like, Dad, you ever heard that? Dad, 
I didn't touch it. I wasn't anywhere around it. I'm just walking on. God says, you need to go pick that up. I'm like, I didn't knock it off the shelf. God said, pick it up. I remember one time I walked out in the parking lot. And this is a pet peeve of mine. Can you all just put the buggies back in that place? And they were everywhere. And you know what God said? <clears throat> put them in that thing for him. I'm not the one that works here. <laughs> so I grabbed a couple and I put them in. I go to get in the car. I see a few more. I'm like, if you would have showed up, you'd be like, oh, Pastor Aaron's working at Food Lion now. <laughs> I'm just stacking them up. Are you with me, though? Sometimes it just starts with some little things. Some little things. And here's the other thing he said. Um, be committed to obeying God in all things, big and small. It starts with just what's in the Bible. It moves on to small things, and then it becomes bigger things. How many think, man, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to give somebody 100 bucks. No one thinks that would be cool? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, not really. That's mine. <laughs> it'd be cool just to give someone 100 bucks. But you know what? You'll never give someone 100 bucks if you can't give them five. I watch my wife at the grocery store because she's always looking who's behind us. And she'll just buy their groceries, which is awesome. Don't follow me to Food Lion. <laughs> <laughs> but if you obey God, especially in the area of giving, it, it creates a blessing. Can, can I just throw some scripture out at you? Can you all just, just soak this in? This is old school. This is Old Testament. This is Deuteronomy. It says this, if you fully obey the Lord your God... And you carefully follow all the commands I give you. The Lord God will set you high above all the nations. And all the blessings will come on you. And they will accompany you if you obey the Lord. Just let me throw some out to you. I know some of these are, are you know, a little Old Testament. But it says you'll be blessed in the city and you'll be blessed in the country. You'll be blessed if you're downtown. Or you can be blessed if you're in the rural areas. Don't tell me you can't be blessed in rural areas. It says right here, I'll bless you even in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. Your crops, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough, they'll be what? Just listen how many times he said you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and you'll be blessed when you go out. Doesn't that sum it up? If you're coming or going. I don't know if I'm coming or going. You know how you know if you're coming or going? If you're blessed. The Lord will grant the enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They'll come at you from one direction, and they'll start scattering in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that he's giving you. The Lord will establish you, establish you as his people as he promised an oath if you keep the commands of the Lord and you walk in obedience. Verse 10, then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. They'll fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity and the fruit of your womb. The, the young of your livestock and the crops of your ground and the land he swore to your ancestors, he'll give to you. Verse 12, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty. He'll send rain on your land in season and to bless 
bless all the work of your hands. You'll lend to many nations, but you'll borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord that, that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top. You'll never be at the bottom. Don't turn aside from any of the commands I give you today to the right or left. Don't follow other gods. Don't serve other gods. Obedience is the key to unlocking God's bless, the best in your life. And God's best is blessing you. He wants to reward you. The Bible is very clear about that. You say, what's the key to blessing? Obedience. The word blessed means he will increase your prosperity. He will increase your longevity. He will increase your fertility. He will increase your satisfaction. How I many know this is good? Obedience. It may challenge your comfort. It may call for faith, but it always creates a blessing. Always creates a blessing. And there's nothing wrong with talking about the blessing. He started talking about the blessing all the way back in Genesis. And that same blessing talked about in Genesis is the same blessing he wants for you right here and right now. And it says this about blessed. I just read it, but I want you to get this. It means an increase of prosperity. Don't look at me foolishly. God wrote this, not me. He wants to increase your prosperity. He wants to increase... Not just your prosperity. He wants to increase your longevity. Now, what that doesn't mean is to live long and be broken down. It means to live a long, healthy, satisfied life. He wants to increase your fertility. Some of you are like, I don't need that. Some of you might need that. It's a blessing in your life. I'm like, well, we're going to skip that one. Right, I get it. But for some of you, he wants to increase your life, not just physically, but your life to have a fertility to it and satisfaction. He doesn't want you to be miserable. He wants you to be blessed and satisfied. Some of you have been singing, I can't get no satisfaction. You know why? Because you haven't been obeying. Because when you are obeyed, you do get satisfaction. It's a satisfied life. Can we all stand? Let me say a couple things. We're going to do a worship song, and I'll pray for you. Did you all get something good? I want to give you an assignment to start really setting just a few moments aside to recognize the voice of God. And in those moments you're setting aside, start discerning His truth and start practicing obeying. If I pull in loads this afternoon and you're putting carts back, I know you're getting it. But just the little areas, because the little areas become what? The bigger areas. But can I just say something real quick? What's the opposite of obedience? It's to diss the obedience. It's to diss the obedience. And disobedience isn't just doing something you shouldn't. Sometimes disobedience is not doing something you should. And maybe God said, hey, Go buy them lunch. And then you did the, is this really God? If it's really God, let the rain come down, even though it's sunny and night. We do this. How do you know it's God? Well, you think the devil wants you to buy somebody's lunch? God, is that you? It's the devil. It's not the devil. He wants you to steal their lunch. God wants you to buy their lunch. 
God may say before you leave, God, just, you know, mow someone's lawn. Slip them a 20 on the way out. Whatever it might be. Disobedience isn't just when we do wrong. Because I think most of us want to do right. But sometimes it's just not following through with what God said to us. And God said, you really want to be my friend? So what Jesus said, you really want to show that we're tight? Just practice obeying. Well, what if I um, buy someone's groceries behind me and it wasn't God? You bless somebody. But every time we obey, there's a what? Blessing. You know what? You know how much enthusiasm there should be in this house to be a blessing? How much enthusiasm there should be just to obey God? Just, you know what? I mean, when we see someone obey, we should just start fist bumping. Man, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Every time there's obedience, it just commands the blessing of God. So if obedience commands the blessing of God, what repels the blessing of God when we diss the obedience? Doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. Doesn't mean you don't love God. It just, it disses the blessing. God said, if you'll listen and obey, I'm going to give you more to wrestle with. What that means is there's a level of blessing where you're wrestling with $50, but there'll be a different level of blessing in your life where you're wrestling with $1,000 to give somebody or bless somebody. If you're like, I think God wants me to give five, and you got like 500 in your pocket, you may not be wrestling with God. It's just a good idea. But sometimes God has us wrestle with some other things. It's a little uncomfortable. Anyone ever been there? want to say this, and I'll, I'll get out of the way. We're going to do a song. You know what disobedience actually is? We can get real deep about it, but you know what it is? It's irresponsibility. Disobedience is just being irresponsible with the voice of God. It's being irresponsible with the Word of God. It's being irresponsible with the opportunities. It's just, it's just irresponsibility. Irresponsibility is, um, it's not, it's not verbiage that we use a lot today. You know, you know, the verbiage we use today is called excuses. It's called entitlement. We just don't like to talk about responsibility. But God still, God still anticipates and expects us to be responsible to obey. You can say that you want to hear God. That sounds really spiritual. But hearing God always includes obeying God. I don't know about you, I want, to, I want, I want God to say, that's my friend right there, because I trust what I told them they will do. And he said, well, God hadn't told me anything to do. Maybe because we've been irresponsible. You've been irresponsible and you didn't do it. So God said, I'm going to find somebody that will do it. That's not to be harsh. That's just honest. So what do we do about this? We, 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 we repent. God, I, I'm sorry for just being irresponsible in some of those areas. Because what happens, guys, listen. If we disobey, there's something that happens. Just, just give me a, another moment here. Because I feel like this is good. There's something that happens if we disobey. Um, condemnation gets on us. Anyone ever felt condemnation? Which the Bible says is not from God it's attached to, to shame. 
Guilt is good, it leads you to repent. Shame, condemnation, Jesus said, I'll take that on the cross so you don't have to carry that. But we, we disobey and the devil starts condemning us and it keeps us in a cycle where we feel like, oh, I can't obey God, I did this, I'm not good enough. And we get stuck in a cycle. We just gotta repent and break that cycle. Even when we repent, what happens? God will bless it when you repent. God will bless it when you repent. God will bless it when you change. But it gets us stuck in a cycle. You know how you break disobedience? You just obey. It's how you break any spirit. You do the opposite spirit. If you feel oppressed today, you know what you should do? Praise. That's how you break a spirit. You do the opposite. If you came in here feeling oppressed and down, and the last thing you want to do is praise and throw your hands up, what should you do? Praise and throw my hands up. It'll break it. You come, if you came in here down and out and, and you say, God, you need to bless my finances, maybe what you ought to do is sow. Sow it in the offering, sow it to somebody. And you say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, God takes what you give, what you obey, and he puts a blessing on it. He said, that don't make no sense. That's why the Bible said the kingdom of God is foolishness in our thinking, but it works on a different level works on a different level. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Do you love his word? He doesn't let, you know what his word is so good? He doesn't let us just get stuck in some rut or some routine and just, we're just stuck in it. He lets us, it breaks us free. It breaks us free from the thinking you've had. It breaks us free from the living you were in. It just, it, it liberates us. The Bible says when you know the truth, it does what? Sets you free. That means two things. It liberates you from what held you bondage, and it liberates you to be what God called you to be and do what God called you to do and have what God called you to have. So all starts with obedience. All starts with obedience. And if you haven't been obeying God in some areas that are in the Bible, repent, start obeying them. If you say, man, I want to obey God in these big things, start with some small things. Start with something small. Start before you leave here. Start today. Just obey God. Because we want to be people who God's just speaking to us, talking to us, leading us, guiding us. And it's not, it does, he didn't promise you, promise you comfort. He didn't promise you the comfort in those areas. And it does call for faith. But man, it will bring a blessing on that person's life and on your life. What I'd like you to do, we're going to sing a song. And as we sing this song, I want you just to meditate on your heart this morning and just see, God, is there some areas I've been disobeying? God, are there some areas I haven't been obeying? Just let God talk to you. Say, I don't know if I can hear God. Uh, You're a sheep, right? Let me hear you. It's not like a dying sheep, but... We're good at bad, bad, and not so good at listening. I know you know this, why we have two ears and one mouth, right? To listen twice as much. Can we worship him for a moment?